in this episode i I basically had the stuff and i'm standing at the dumpster right and kind of like like you gotta throw it in there like this is literally like your marriage is over if you don't do this and but then a part of me is like i can't like i can't throw all this stuff away that's kelly mason again this time talking about her struggles with purging and her cross-dressing thoughts in the second part and conclusion of my curious conversation with me giselle marisol this is episode 91 of the cross yas podcast so shall we continue yes 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 cross yes podcast with giselle marisol yes yes Yes, 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 Welcome again to the Cross Yas podcast, the podcast that still says yas to everything related to cross-dressing, sexuality, and gender. It's me again, your cross-dressing host, Giselle Mirasol, coming back at you with part two of my curious convo with the wonderful Kelly Mason. You looking for more info, like a small Q&A I did with Kelly Mason? Check out www.crossyaspodcast.com. There you'll find all our episodes, other bonus content, and ways you can support us, like through our Patreon. You can also find our Discord, where you can find the amazing Cross Yas community and chat with me, Sierra, and other Cross Yas listeners who are there 24-7 looking to converse about anything and everything. And finally, if you enjoyed Kelly Mason's story and have your own cross-dressing story, or a story that's sexuality or gender-related, but wondering to yourself, damn, I wonder if anyone would like to hear my own personal story. Well, hello. You know me, and you know the podcast. The answer to your question is aloud. Frickin' yes! Email me, Giselle, at crossyaspodcast.com. DM me on Instagram, at crossyaspodcast, or find me on Discord, rochi underscore mochi, pound 7325 or just go to our website and find a discord there where you can add me and talk to me i can't wait to hear from you back again with part two here in episode 91 of my curious conversation with kelly mason and i can't wait to share this one with you here in part two continuation from last week's part one of my curious convo with kelly where she talked a little bit about her cross-dressing life and her girlcations well kelly here in part two will talk about how she gained confidence in doing these kinds of things She will also discuss the getting ready process in Becoming Kelly. We also get into clothes and purging. And also we even relate a little to how we grew up and watched television and saw how cross-dressers were interpreted. It's another fun little conversation I absolutely adored having with Kelly, and I'm sure you'll love it too. No more talk from me since I tend to talk too much. But if you'd like to hear me talk more outside of this podcast, come over to our Discord, which can be found on our website, Again, www.crossyaspodcast.com, and you can hear me rant and bitch even more. But let's just get this episode started already. Here's episode 91 and the second part of my Curious Conversation with Kelly Mason. Enjoy. Again, thank you, because I don't even have to ask you the questions, girl. You're already like, I need to talk about this. I need to talk, like, yas, yas, get to it, bro, yas. My biggest question, and I think maybe the listener who's like unsure of themselves, because it seems like you are super public about being Kelly, which is like the number one, probably biggest obstacle for the coming out cross-dresser, transgender person, you name it, is where did you get this confidence from and what did, what threshold or what did it take for you to overcome that to become 
this public persona? Well, what what did that take? And if you can even describe it or kind of explain what it is, I'm sure that would help the Cross Yas listener. Yeah, so that's certainly something I've thought a lot about. I, I think a, a few things worth noting. The area I'm from and grew up and like lived basically the first 30 years of my life, I've never lived there and cross-dressed like I do now. So in terms of like when I go out, it was in places that were an hour away from home. So what that means, what I'm saying is that the chance of me encountering somebody that really knows me (laughs) was less, right? Sure, there were people where I lived, and I lived in some of these places for a few years at a time, but still, that's like work acquaintances. Like the area I am from, I lived for like 30 years. So you go to school, you know, teachers, you know, everybody's family, you know. Right, right. Just literally probably a quarter of the population, which the population is like 300,000 people. So (laughs) when you go out, you almost every time see somebody at the very least that you know, and that living away from that kind of, I think, gave me a head start on the confidence (laughs) scale. Because when I thought through it, it's like, okay, the first time I'm going to the store, it's like 11pm. It's like a 24 hour, it's called Meyer. It's basically like a Walmart, but it's a little more regional to the to Michigan. Everybody in Michigan, for the most part, will say it's better than Walmart. But I go there at like 11pm. And I've certainly been to these places before at that time. And I know there's very few people there. So I, I definitely went through the mental exercise of like, okay, <laughs> where am I going to go? How many people are going to be there? Like they have automatic checkouts. So the, that first time it was really kind of the thought of this, I'm not going to have to interact with anybody. I'm going to literally be able to just be in the store by myself. It's a huge right. store right with very few people in it so like i can find aisles where like i can catch my breath having that confidence after that thought exercise to go like okay you know what this i'm this is fairly safe (laughs) was the thought and then going and doing it a it was like wow i really enjoyed that but also started to let me know like i don't have that much to worry about so that I think really boosted my confidence, of course. I also, I certainly put a lot of thought and effort into like my appearance before I go out. And I don't, I think it's kind of the whole concept of passing that's stupid. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Why? Thought, Why? Well, I, I don't think it should be that way, right? Like, it, I don't think that's the ideal. Now, I also enjoy it, <laughs> right? When I feel like I pass. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. It's, it just is what it is in that regard. So like, I kind of, everything from the outfit, I believe me, I really want to wear like super high heels and like a short skirt when I go to the store. But I'm like, that's how you get attention, <laughs> right? Like that's how. Yeah, true. That, that's that, what you're going for. <laughs> that's not typically what a girl would wear to the store because that's <laughs> not very practical. So, you know, I kind of want to, I just want to blend in, I think, is, is really kind of the goal. And then obviously going on like the girl occasions and stuff like that, there was certainly the, the safety net, if you will, when I went to Saugatuck that like, okay, this is like a, this is like a gay resort 
town. This is, again, people are very welcoming by nature there. When I went to the TG Detroit event, the invasion, literally, that's the whole purpose of the people going there. So those were events that I was able to go to. And I think that for a lot of people, that's where I would start. I know not everybody has the ability to like do it in a place they're not from. (laughs) So that's not always possible. But if you're able to find an event like a TG Detroit, or if you're if there's a place like a Saga Tuck near you that like, hey, you know what, I can get a hotel, I can go there. There's probably going to be people on the transgender spectrum already there. But the place is a very no like open place in general. That's a really great place to start. And honestly, I'm so fortunate. I've honestly never had a poor experience. I've never had an experience where I regretted that I had gone out or I was dressed up overwhelmingly (laughs) great experiences, you know, and and interacting with people too. You know, it's, I've I've gotten to a point where it's like, if I'm out and I want to get a coffee, I'll go to Starbucks or I'll pull through McDonald's to get a coffee or something. And you, it's honestly the only, (laughs) you notice when people know because they're, they go out of their way to be nice, right? Like right, right. they, I, I know this one time I had gone to McDonald's and I did not like how I, my nails had turned out. Like, I think I had actually dinged them up before they were completely dry, you know? And, mm-hmm. but I, I went out, the girl at the the takeout window was like, oh my God, I love your nails. And I, in my head, I was kind of like, they kind of suck right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I was kind of like, ah, she, I think she was just really trying to be like super nice, which I appreciate. It's those kind of things make you feel warm, I think, or they should. Yeah, you're trying, right? Yeah, absolutely. Man, I'm so happy. You're t- I like you are. That's so great. Like you know, like typically my guests are sometimes just really scared, and they're like, "Tell me all these like ah, oh, that's uh stuck." But like here you are, you're like, "Yeah, it was a good time. It was a great time. Look, I did this. Is it awesome?" <laughs> and I honestly, I think another thing to say about like confidence and going out is I think just kind of being confident in and of itself sets the tone for other people, right? Like I'm, so I'm in sales, (laughs) sales and marketing. And really one of the biggest rules in sales I live by is that it really doesn't matter what you say. Like the actual words you use is mostly irrelevant. It's how you deliver them, right? It's if you deliver them confidently, then people will believe kind of what you say and what you deliver to them if you're confident, right? So it, it kind of, that I think was super helpful too and just going out and kind of knowing like, hey, you know what? Like I'm going to walk into the store and own this and that's going to make it seem more normal to other people versus like if I, <laughs> you know, if I like, if I'm walking into the store and like freeze up at the, at the, the automatic door and I'm just standing in the doorway. <laughs> right? uh, People are like, what's, what's this person doing? Like, why are they like, what is happening? Like now right. I'm being noticed and now people are weirded out. And now people are like this, what, what is happening? This is not normal. Right. right? right. So that I think is just a huge thing too. Like it's, it's kind of, you have to find that within yourself to say like, all right, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm, I've thought it out. It's a safe situation. I'm going to go and just like enjoy this because clearly I want to go do this. And you, once you're in, in that moment and you'll kind of, I think, realize like, wow, this is like a lot easier than I 
anticipated it being. And, you know, always be cool and calm. Kind of a funny story, I think, because I actually just thought of it. It's random, but (laughs) probably the first or second, probably not the first time, because I think I'd remember that. Probably like the second time I ever went out. I go to this Meyer store. It's like midnight, and I'm just kind of wandering around the clothing section and feeling really good. (laughs) Like uh, I probably, I think I went through like the mirror aisle and took pictures and like you know just really, really living it up. Um, But I'm in the clothes aisles and kind of just looking around, browsing around, and like go to move, and it like basically feels like my wigs being pulled off. And I'm kind of like, oh, like Uh-oh. obviously, like, like caught, right? Like, what's happening? Like, kind of put my hand up to to hold it down, and basically, it got caught on like one of the racks, <laughs> right? Like one of those arms that stick off the wall and like hold hangers. Like, it just literally like caught on that. So, like, here I am, like I'm standing here with my hand up, trying to <laughs> discreetly like free myself <laughs> without pulling the wig off, but. Hey, I got, I, I survived, <laughs> right? Like I got the wig off, kind of went over, found the mirrors again, corrected and everything was fine. So I was able to actually laugh about that. So I think for anybody out there that's, they, they think about it, they want to do it, but they're scared or they're nervous. Like it is, it is something to think through, right? For a lot of reasons, obviously if you're not, trying to let a lot of people know you have to think through that and like who might i run into if you potentially live in an area that you might not be physically safe you have to think about that i'm confident in general that i can defend myself like i'm i'm (laughs) i'm not small like i'm not big but like i'm 510 like 180 pounds and i've been athletic my entire life so it's like i i and just in about any case, I feel like I can defend myself for the most part. But but I've also I'm also aware that like women in general have a higher propensity to be attacked in the first place, right? And that right. Just as I think I pass to an extent, like yeah, you do. Have that- you seen your photos? Shut up. <laughs> Come on now. I appreciate that. But some like, extent, what there must be some really big extent because you. <laughs> Girl, chill out there with your non-passing self. Come on now. Well, well, with that, like somebody that could that could create an attack, right? Like if something were to happen. So like you have to think through those kind of things. But ultimately, you can set yourself up for a good situation. Like do it. Go out and be confident about it. And I think the more that happens in the world, the better for all of us. And I think I think the world is changing in that regard. You know, again, I'm 35, so like, not young anymore. But I've seen the world change, right? I'm old enough to have seen the world become more open-minded to this kind of thing. And because my experience, you know, again, I can I, I start going on tangents because something pops in my head. But like being a kid, I, I definitely at that age that I think is very unique because if you're 35, you were born in 1985. I did not have a computer in my house until I was like 12, right? Like I had some friends that had it a little Mm -hmm. earlier, but I had a computer for like three years before I ever had a computer that had internet on it. So really my access to information and entertainment was 
all TV, period. So like I grew up with the talk shows and that was like the first, <laughs> you know, the Jenny Jones and the Ricky Lake and the, you know, even before Jerry Springer. Um, yeah, yeah. And that was the first place I ever saw somebody that was male in female clothing. Right. And like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh my God, that I ever, that I live for those shows. Right. Like when those Same shows came girl. Out, yes. Yes. When those shows came on, it was like, Thing, like if anybody is around it might have been kind of obvious <laughs> because i was probably like boom i'm in front of the tv watching this um, <laughs> right, right. Finish. but like though that wasn't always portrayed in the best light like it it was entertainment <laughs> right mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. It, i would watch it again today but like for what yeah. but at the same time it didn't you know, it wasn't the best portrayal of men that dress as women, right? There were sometimes some not so ideal situations, but having that exposure, I think, you know, helped me, helped give me a little idea that like, oh, this is a thing, <laughs> right? These thoughts I have and this curiosity, like that I'm not the only person that has that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was like an important realization obviously to to have just to know like okay like people think this i'm just one of those people yes oh yes it's funny because i I was thinking about that too like maury did it too but like when sally jesse Raphael had these they would call them you know what transsexuals or back then they would call them whatever you know like their pageants or is it a boy or a girl they even had them on like like transvestites yeah (laughs) right and then, you know, the like, right. And I talk about it in the podcast and I talk about, you know, the evolution of the terms that we've used. It used to be just everybody was a transsexual or a transvestite. And then, you know, we've come to know more like, oh, no, actually, I don't identify as that. I identify as this. And then we've become more accustomed to the more, I guess, politically, politi- politically correct terms or just proper terms in general. So it's kind of fun to see that me like you would die for those shows to come on because oh, we yes. didn't have. We didn't have TiVo, which is even a dated reference, but we didn't have like on-demand things where you could go on YouTube for a quick clip. We would have to wait like, oh, coming on Thursday, this <laughs> this show has the, the transvestites. You're like, yes, Thursday at seven. I'm going to watch right. it. I'm gonna, <laughs> yes. You know, but like it's so readily available for everybody to look up what a transvestite is or what a, you know, or those like old episodes that, that I do sometimes on the curious assessments of like the boy meets world episode of when he dresses up like a girl and chick like me or movies like too long food, where even just a little bit of a drag queen would be something that, Oh, maybe I'm totally interested in that. I want to know more about that. But I don't know. I don't know. How you feel oh yeah. That. No, I totally agree. Like those, you know, and again, it's at that point in time, there wasn't this understanding so much. I don't think of like, drag queens are drag queens and people who cross-dress are, are cross-dressers and trans transsexuals are people who've like actually physically transitioned and like, right. right. Um, but they're related, obviously. I think in my world, it's like, there's just transgenders, like the umbrella. Right. So like, you just kind of fall under it. But as you are saying, like, just, like Tu Wong Fu, right? And like just seeing it out there, it was like, okay, again, this is a thing. People do it out there. Like it's sure it's it's looked at a certain way, but 
you know, even even with something like Tuong Fu, something that I know I remember thinking was like, okay, they're portraying drag queens, right? right. Drag queens are a thing. But these are like actors that aren't drag queens. <laughs> no, no right? not at all. like right. these are just there's Wesley Snipes, Patrick Swayze, and John Leguizamo. Like they're just actors. So like mm-hmm. th- their job is getting to dress up. Like they're making money doing this. I know. Um, <laughs> right? So like I think having that realization too was like a really helpful thing. Like, oh, and again, I think helped me just realize you can go buy the clothes and put them on, <laughs> right? Like, there's not yeah, a law yeah. against that, thankfully. Um, right, right. So, yeah, it, it helped it, I think, normalize in my own head. Okay, all right. Well, let's talk more about you then, because, you know, we, love, we all love each other, <laughs> love ourselves and talk about ourselves. <laughs> talk about the process of becoming Kelly. What's that like? The whole process. You know what I mean? <laughs> the two hour, four hour, eight hour process, girl. What does that what does that entail? Well, so like if I'm so I, I guess there's a, a few different levels, if you will, but like if I'm gonna get like fully done up, which I did before our interview today, FYI, but even though we're no video. Yeah. But but girl, take photos, uh, please. Take photos so I can post this. <laughs> For the con- so people know what you're trying tell us what you're wearing we'll we'll do that whole sh- sh- you know shindig the whole shebang perfect well you know it, it starts with a shower i guess but really a clean shave is like the big thing that i'm that i'm want to achieve because that i feel is the biggest giveaway is if i have a beard shadow showing and then i will fully shave in terms of like have I shave my legs um I let it grow out from time to time but like if I'm gonna again if I want to have the like the full-on experience I'm I want cleanly shaven legs which is like a great feeling I'm sure you know and then obviously from there so gosh makeup has been so much practice right so like in terms of what you use like i used to i use what used to take forever i used to put like concealer like under my eyes and over my eyes and like kind of use it to like contour before putting foundation on and more recently i've just like stopped using that i am caucasian so i kind of realized it's like i don't really need to get any lighter <laughs> right like that's kind of the point of concealer i'm not i actually... mean maybe you're going as a geisha who knows, who knows? <laughs> So, you know, I kind of like phased concealers out of my routine, but I do, I did start using like a primer and it's kind of like a orange-ish primer because that kind of con- that counters the blue hue that a beard shadow gives off. So, and I think my overall skin tone, that orange kind of does it well. So I'll put that on and then foundation, I, I've kind of stepped my game up. So I buy Estee Lauder, um, which is like $40 a bottle. I know, it's kind of like, but it is good. (laughs) Like, you know, when you start using different makeups and stuff and foundations, like, and then you use something a little better, you you do see the benefit of that and the coverage and not having (laughs) to put as much on, but like, that's the job. So, um, you know, and, and, you know, application methods, like 
that's I think something I really enjoyed was just like because I still tweak it right like I have something that I that my routine that like works but like you know I, there's been times where like I'll use a brush to put the foundation on and then I pretty much always use like a damp sponge to kind of like smooth you know just pat it out and smooth yeah. it um but more recently I'm using like my fingers again to spread the foundation because I feel like I don't lose as much of it soaking up into the brush so <laughs> um you know I'll just basically spread foundation ever pat it out all over pat it out with like a damp sponge and then now I use like a powder, like a matte foundation powder um, over top of the liquid foundation that kind of just, again, kind of smooths it out. And I feel like gives it a little more natural look and like fills in some pores and stuff like that. And then from there, I move on to my eyes, which I think is maybe a little backwards from what I see from some people. Like I think I see a, the eyes done first a lot, but yeah um, yeah depends but then i move on to the eyes so like um gosh i don't think i can tell you the the brand of eyeshadow but it's like an eyeshadow palette that i really like um and it's it's kind of a nude um you know it's not like super colorful or anything but um i really like it because it has like a glittery finish you put over it and who doesn't like glittery um right, nice, nice. right? So, and I, again, I feel like it looks pretty natural. And then learning to do, like, your eyebrows, I think that's, like, a huge step in the makeup look, like, for cross-dressers out there especially. Like, listen, when I first started, I wish I had some of the pictures because I know it was, like, you know, squiggly lipstick, like, bright red, <laughs> orangish red. Yes. Like, yes. just really... I didn't know, right? Didn't know. But you have to practice. And, and I think for everybody, like, different shades and different colors just ultimately look better on different people. So, like, you have to figure out what's what yours is. And um, But I've kind of – I've migrated from, like, a, like, whoa, makeup appearance to, like, I want it to be, like, a natural makeup look. Even though, like, you look at somebody and you're like – great makeup <laughs> right like there's a naturalness to it so like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's what i'm always kind of shooting for um but with that said like i like to try to contour right like i'm not completely natural looking um whatever you're doing it's working so i've seen the photos <laughs> it's just like okay okay uh, <laughs> and yeah i have like a little highlight like a contour highlight palette it's powder again just kind of stumbled upon it and it was like okay this one i really like i'm gonna keep buying that one and kind of i'll go from the eyes obviously put like um liner on um that's that is i'm sure how much do you enjoy putting eyeliner <laughs> Uh, I don't think anyone enjoys putting eyeliner. I think it's 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 like a double edged sword because if it looks great, you look sexy as shit. Like the whole oh, good yeah. eye, and it just like it elongates the eye the eyelash you know base. It just looks amazing. But girl, it's like a it's like if you get it wrong, it's like fuck, fuck, right? Get, like, fuck. And then it's like I got to do it all over, and then I smudge the fucking foundation that I put on there, the primer that I put. You're like fuck, fuck. So it's like yeah. You have a one, you have one shot at it, like a kind of Eminem 
lose yourself situation. You really do have a eight mile situation going on. Just one shot uh, in a moment. It's so true. Like, you know, you, I basically, I'm like, I, I always play it safe, right? Like I never try to do anything crazy, even though I want to go like crazy cat eye. Cause like you said, it looks like super sexy, but like once you mess it up, it's you're it's done. <laughs> the, the deed is done. So like, it really is it sucks (laughs) i've gotten efficient at it like i can do it pretty quickly and you know keep it pretty clean nice nice but i still don't love it and it's like i've basically i have the kind of eyeliner it's i guess like crayon but like you twist and it pops out right like i can't use like any of the other ones because no way i have a steady enough hand (laughs) um so you know i've gotten decent at that um putting lashes on that is something my current girlfriend um helped me with so like you know when i first got like dressed up around her she's like you know and she like she wears lashes and she's like we need to we need to get you lashes um she's like "I'll, (laughs) i'll show you how so like she helped me kind of figure out how you do those and that really I, I love lashes. <laughs> um, kind of along the, the same line as lip or as eyeliner, like you gotta practice it. I messed it up. It's super annoying when you do. <laughs> it's frustrating. It your eye, you know, tweaks out when you're trying to do it. But like um <clears throat> again, I've gotten it down to like I'm pretty efficient at it and I hardly mess it up anymore. And it just enhances your look so much when you can pop some lashes on. Totally does. Um, But you can, you can pop lashes on and pretty much hardly put any other makeup on and you're going to look, you know, pretty, pretty popping. And then the lip game, right? Like the lip game is getting the, the right lip liner with a good lipstick that like looks good on you. It's, practice makes perfect like i think i have 30 lipsticks and i use two of them (laughs) (laughs) that is so true of any girl or with makeup like you own a billion things and you're like i'm gonna use this one that's it (laughs) that's it that's it right and then you're you don't throw the others away because you're like maybe you never know but like (laughs) usually like before i take my makeup off if i want to like try something i'll like start to go a little crazy so like all right well before i take all my makeup off let me pop this color lip on and see and then usually i'm like oh no let's take all of it off but (laughs) um yeah it's it's something you gotta you gotta really practice to to hone in like i've watched just dozens and dozens and dozens of youtube videos and tutorials and you know, looking, trying to find something that told me exactly how to apply this. And really from all of that, it's like, I might watch a YouTube video on like doing your eyes, but the only thing I really take from it is the way she used one brush, right? Like she used one brush and I was like, oh, that makes sense to me. And now I'm like, oh, when I do that, it looks good. So like, you know, that's, that's the progression of learning. <laughs> it's not like I stumbled upon one video and it was like, Oh, okay. That's, that makes sense. Um, <laughs> taking all these little observations and pieces and, you know, there, there's certainly the aspect now of like, 
I very much pay attention to, to women and their makeup and their outfits and their style. And like, it's, it's honestly quite impressive <laughs> how good most of them really are. Right. Oh, yeah, like, for sure. you know, just, especially when it comes to like the fashion and the style, like I just look at outfits sometimes and I'm like, gosh, like so many girls are so good at it. Um, and, but that's where I, get my style from right like i basically see an outfit and i'm like oh, super cute i like that mental note look for that <laughs> <laughs> well that was my question of the month which you know i'm gonna i'm gonna do it for next week's episode for the month of october was what is your style and your answer is basically you pick something and then work on that <laughs> uh basic bitch that's my <laughs> style <laughs> right like if you you know i i own a lot of dresses and I love dresses, but I've definitely migrated to like a, a, I guess the style of a woman that would, that's 35. Right. And this basically mirrors my life. Like I'm, I, I can, I'm like a young, young professional, I guess, or maybe not so young, but um, like I have a decent number of things that I think would be like office appropriate. Um, I certainly have, you know, a good number of dresses, some that would almost go to like the formal side, but like, I'd never wear those. Right. Like I had bought them earlier on in my, in my shopping experience, but I still have them. But like, in terms of like what I really like, like I love leggings. I mean, who doesn't, but like black leggings, of course. And like just every pair of heels looks super cute with those. Um, Certainly, like your calf high, knee high boots. I don't really have knee high boots, but like just below the knee. Um, mm-hmm. You know, here in here in Michigan in the Midwest, you got to have like your fall outfits, right? So like some flannel, um, Cute. jeans, jeans and jeggings, of course. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, so many pairs of those. Um, cardigans. That's that's probably like the one thing. Like I know my girlfriend would say she's like, "You have three times as many cardigans as I have." <laughs> so like that's another thing. It's just like super comfy. I feel like it's cute, but it's like low key. Um, so, but like it's always the fashion's always expanding. Yes, yes. So where do you shop, girl? Where where what do you have a credit card to where you oh, earn all the credit and <laughs> pull for four points? <laughs> everywhere um amazon and target of course um of course, of course, of course. Meyer, the store i mentioned earlier has like super cute stuff now what store uh, sorry what's the store so it's meyer like m-e-i-j-e-r it's okay. it, like regional to like michigan in the midwest a little but it's it's basically walmart um, okay okay so like they have like tons of cute stuff I have Macy's card and Nordstrom's card and, you know, in terms of like the overall shopping experience, like my very first purchase would have been like a pair of leggings, like that's hanging like on the rack in the middle of the aisle of the store. Like I just kind of like walking by like, Ooh, nobody saw that. Right. Like throw up in the cart. <laughs> um, then I progressed to like your like thrift stores. So like Goodwill and and Salvation Army and you know I felt for some reason felt like hey I could go there and like 
who knows why you're looking for whatever. And it also like I, I would do a lot of shopping around like Halloween um, because, you know, again, something that never happened, but I was always worried what happened was like somebody would come up like, why are you looking at over here? Right. Like, right. <laughs> that never happened, but you worry about it. So it was like, Oh, Halloween time. Like you're looking for whatever. So um, that was like some of my first shopping experience. And then I kind of progressed to like a TJ Maxx or like Burlington Coat Factory had, you know, their big stores. They have men's and women's stuff. So it's not like you're walking into like, you know, a strictly women's store where like everybody right. is like, huh? <laughs> right. Like everybody walks into TJ Maxx. So like, again, yeah, yeah. kind of blending in. Um, and then really from there, like, you know, kind of wherever and sporadically would, would shop, but not a lot. But then Target, like, really took over the game, right? Like, because it was, like, mm-hmm. really dove in headfirst to, like, online shopping. Um, and it, you can get everything from Target, like, tank tops and jeans and flats and heels and tops. And, <laughs> you know, right. it's just crazy. Literally, like, wow, you guys gave me a credit card. Great. Like, oh, it's full. Um, yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> you know, we've done that a few times, but um, always, you know, you got to be able to reel yourself in. So that's important. But um, so, yeah, I, I've certainly gotten to a point where probably, I honestly probably have more women's clothing than male clothing um yeah, i was just about of, to ask <laughs> in in terms of what i wear like i don't wear all the women's clothing i have i've just kind of held on to everything i've ever not ever bought but like since my last purge um whereas my male clothing i tend to like if i'm not wearing it i get rid of it so i like everything in the closet that's male gets worn um but when you kind of look at it it's certainly like whoa like good chunk of the closet there um and then the shoes i probably have like in total probably like 40 pairs of shoes (laughs) um damn girl damn (laughs) so yeah you know i've kind of put together a hodgepodge system of like storing those from like some shelving in the closets to like one of those like over the door shoe organizers that I put a ton that I hardly ever wear. So again, I, it's kind of the culmination of like, I've never since my last purge, like I don't really ever get rid of any of it. And I think, you know, I just, I don't wear it quite as much as my male stuff. So it, I guess the, the longevity is a little bit longer on it, but um, it's substantial. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Now, I didn't even get into that. What causes you to purge, or why? You said you've purged at least three times. Like, what? What is the overwhelming feeling for you that causes you to purge? Well, previously it was it was pressure from my ex. Um, you know, the first time it was ever discovered, and I kind of played it off as it was something that was stupid and whatever. It was nothing. It was like, okay, well, yeah. And then, like, a little bit later, it's like, why haven't you gotten rid of that yet, right? Like, I thought you were getting rid of that. And so then, like, that pressure of, like, basically just kind of, you know, really never being encountered, having anybody else know. And, like, now somebody knows, and this is what they're asking me to do. Um, You know, I kind of just 
was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna just throw it all away. Like I don't need to do this. It's, I can throw this away and avoid it. Um, so that that first time was like, okay, not a big deal. I didn't have that much stuff, so it wasn't that hard to part with. Um, and then just after that, like obviously I built back up again and again, um, but like built up a good amount of stuff and then it got rediscovered again and kind of just a broken record, right? Like the whole thing happened again and then kind of the, the pressure was a little more intense that time because I think at that point she obviously knew this is <laughs> this is more than just, you know, you, you were curious, like you bought a whole bunch of stuff again. Um, so the pressure was a little more intense to like, you know, get rid of this and almost to the point, like I have to stop this to save my marriage. So it was like an attempt at that. So I threw it all away again. That was harder, <laughs> right? Cause I'm getting better at it at this point and I'm getting more stuff. So like at this point I'm throwing away some wigs, throwing away makeup. I'm throwing away like things that I would kind of wish I still had. <laughs> and it's kind of like, okay. And then third time's a charm. I just built it all back up again. And that purge was the hardest. I mean, that one was like, I, I basically had the stuff and I'm standing at the dumpster. Right. And kind of like, mm-hmm. like you got to throw it in there. Like this is literally like your marriage is over if you don't do this. And, but then a part of me is like, I can't, like I can't throw all this stuff away. Right. Like I, I really, love this stuff like this is a part i'm throwing part of me away like this is crazy um but i you know basically got myself to throw it in there and threw it away and i i was certainly not happy about it (laughs) right i was very very not happy about it and then that was that was the last time um you know towards the very end of that relationship my wife my ex was you know she she kind of had tried to turn the corner on it and you know had actually encouraged me to like you know hey like if you want to get some stuff or you know if you want to paint your nails with me that's cool um that's when i started building up to like what i had now so you know the it's the thought of like purging what i have now like no way like and that's something that i've definitely made clear to my girlfriend now it's like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fight this, right? Like I've tried that and it just, it's futile. Like it's going to come back. It's a strong enough urge. There's no point in, in trying to fight this. Like I need to just embrace it and understand it and be open with it. And in that way, you know, there's no secrets. Like there's nothing that is being hidden. Um, We're always aware of what it is. So, you know, I, I'm not against compromise, right? Like we get, if we ultimately get married and move in together, if we were to have kids together, like that changes a lot of things to me. Like, okay. Like I know I still can't get rid of it, but like the equation is different now. Like, (laughs) you know, the variables have changed. So, um, I'm certainly open to all of that, but it's not, you know, at this point, I, I wouldn't get rid of everything. Like, that wouldn't be an option. <laughs> okay, okay. But, like, do you think it wouldn't come again because you feel like you were confident enough in yourself? And are you in, like, a good place? Was it, like, a depression thing? Was it? Are you just, like, 
because you say you're not going to do it again, but you know, you've, I'm sure you've said it before, you know, and I'm not trying to like rag on you or, you know, I just want, you know, for you to like, you know, tell people why you won't purge again. Cause it is a very common thing in crossdressers who have that guilt or who have that idea that like, you know, this, I'm going to kind of just push to the side. This won't ever happen again. This is, you know, like, how do you say to yourself, like, no again? Right. Well, no, I mean, that's a very good question. Um, it's a very fair question. So that, I think the most important thing is I've become honest with myself, <laughs> right? I think previously, I think there was an aspect of me that thought that I could, you know, shove this away, hide it away and, and never let it see the light of, of day. And, and that would be something that could work and you know obviously I was trying to save my relationship at that point by doing so and you know the thing I've learned is like I could have never saved my relationship doing that right like because that is not a solid foundation because ultimately as I've learned more about myself I know that it's just who I am so <laughs> what the future holds I don't know completely um but i know and i'm okay with the fact that like i am a crossdresser i enjoy it i think that my gender experience is is somewhere in the middle and that is just something that now that i'm okay with i'm going to not allow myself to be in a situation that i have to get rid of it right like with my girlfriend I'm honest about it. I'm upfront about it. And although it's not easy, like, you know, if, if for some reason it came to a point where she, you know, gave me an ultimatum, like I would be honest with her and say like, I can't do that. <laughs> right. And it doesn't mean I don't love you. It just means like, I can't hide this away. Like that's what I know about myself now that I didn't know before. Yes. Yes. Yay. I'm so happy. Like, you, you don't know how happy I am for you. <laughs> like, it's so great. Like, really, really great. I don't know. I don't know. No, I appreciate it. It's, it, you know, it's not an easy place to get to. But I think I'm fortunate. And even though, you know, maybe my experience hasn't been ideal in terms of my first relationship and things like that, like, I'm grateful to have the experiences that I have had and that they've allowed me to get to the understanding that I have now. And yes, yes. And I, I hope that whoever's listening to this can kind of, I don't know, hopefully get to your the point you're at where you're just comfortable with the cross-dressing where it's just like, it's just there. Like it's not something that you have to address, if that makes sense. Like it's just, oh yeah, it's me. It's Kelly, you know? Like, oh yeah, she's there. <laughs> You know? I, that's, I think that's it. You just said it perfectly. Like, it's not something I have to address, right? Like, I think that was something I thought for a long time. And even more recently, this must mean something, right? This must mean I'm transgendered or this must mean I'm, you know, it must mean I'm gay. Like, it doesn't, That that's not the case. <laughs> like, it just, yeah, it's I, not. Can just I can just enjoy this. Right, I can just enjoy dressing like a woman, um, wearing makeup, and enjoy wigs, and enjoy a feminine expression. And it can be just that. It doesn't have to be all these other things. But at the same time, it, 
it can be those other things, right? I think that's the best way to kind of look at it. It's like, it, it could be, but it doesn't have to be. Right. Yes. Yes. Ooh. Yay. Like, again, I'm just like, everything you're saying, I'm like, yes, yes, bitch. Yes. Like <laughs> your girlfriend accepts it. You're not purging anymore. You're going out in public. Like you're like, again, you're the gold star <laughs> of the cross, the cross dresser, I guess, if you will. Dang. I'm like, I'm like, I feel like I'm taking up all your time. We've talked for almost two hours, technically three hours, if you include the last interview that <laughs> didn't record properly. Dang, I can't believe and, it's been that long already. I know. It's been, uh, girl, you you have a lot to say, and, I, I'm, and I'm glad and grateful because every Cross Yas listener is going to be super excited. I don't know, what, what's your experience right now just being on the podcast and talking about your experience? I love it for a few reasons. I mean, A, I just love your podcast. And that's why I reached out to you in the first place. Oh, and, oh, like Going back to what we were talking about earlier, when we were growing up, we had very limited <laughs> exposure to this kind of thing. And I just love the fact that like today, you can just find a, a podcast that's literally about cross-dressing. You can, uh, you can find all sorts of information. So I just love the fact that you have this. I think for the most part, I'm pretty private about it, right? Uh, just aside from like my girlfriend and to have an outlet just to talk is awesome. <laughs> so I greatly appreciate you having me on. So I'm really, really enjoying that and just telling the story. And like, as I mentioned before, I've done therapy before and certainly talking, I think is great for everybody. So everybody should do it. But like, Yes. Everybody loves talking about themselves. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, do you recommend other crossdressers mm. who are listening to come onto the podcast, tell them their story, or what do you think? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, you know, I, I think another thing I always kind of felt growing up and in my experience more recently is that this is more prevalent than we think it is or we know it is right like right, right. i think that there's certainly because it's it's quote unquote taboo there's people that do it but don't share it so i think for the majority of people out there there's somebody they would know in their life that does it that they would be surprised by i think even deeper than that i think there's a lot of people out there a lot of men out there that probably have the thoughts and desires but don't allow themselves to ever take any kind of leap with it so it's you know i think more prevalent to that aspect but i think that the more people come and talk about their own experience the more we will all realize that it's not that crazy it's not that strange it's not that rare like it's it's more common than than we know so the more the merrier yes yes and girl eventually when we have video when i do video for the podcast i will have you on there because i'm sorry you did dress up and look great i'm sure and take photos because we will post those photos or you know we can uh, shout out your handle your ig handle i don't know if you're private or public with your your kelly handle but if you want to give her a shout out here on the podcast Oh, I am public. So absolutely. K Mason TG. There's, there's a lot of posts on there at this point. So you'll actually, you can, you can go find some posts about the girl occasions I talked about. There's definitely some pictures from those. I think from all of them, actually. Yes. So 
by all means, go check it out there. And I, absolutely, I'll come back again. I can be like some some level of recurring guest. Yes. Yes. Even after even after I we get through my whole story and everything, like I can just come and we can just talk about whatever. Yes, and I'm sure, girl, you have so many stories. I can already tell. I, we'd have to raid your closet or your house for all the clothes. <laughs> like, let's look at what what Kelly has. You know, like I'm sure you have so much stuff that oh my everyone else should be jealous about. Everyone we could we could do like a virtual garage sale. <laughs> yes, yes, we'll sell some of your stuff on the podcast website just so we can we can buy you more stuff. <laughs> Not uh, against. <laughs> Uh, well, I kind of want to wrap it up just because I shoot two hours is a lot of your time. I'm so sorry, and it's late there, isn't it? Like eight o'clock? I'm sure it's. Uh, it is. It's uh, seven fifty nine. So like, oh, I'm right, let me totally wrap it good. up. <laughs> uh, you know, I if you listen to the podcast and um, I ask every guest this question to wrap it up. It's in the perfect world of cross dressing, sexuality, and gender. What does that look like to you, Kelly? Oh, in the in the perfect world, everybody gets to express just who they are, you know, authentically. And there's, even though I have an appreciation for the binary in, in, in regards to gender and, and male versus female, I think, you know, I think we are going to a place and just, it's going to probably still take a while where everybody can just be, you know, wear the clothes they want to wear. If, if people want to wear makeup, they're going to wear makeup. And, you know, nobody else blinks an eye at it. So I, I think we're on our way there, but that is my, I think, perfect. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Yay. I'm so, girl, I'm so happy for you coming on the podcast. And you are not only an amazing human being, you're fucking pretty. And I, you, everybody says, Giselle, you say that about everybody. And then I'm like, okay, well, let's just direct her to their Instagram or Twitter <laughs> or whatever. And everyone's like, oh, shit. And then I get like messages like, fuck, she's hot. And I'm like, yeah. That's what I've been saying. Come on. Come on. Come on. Oh, well, we will see. We will see. You know, I guess if I if the notifications keep me awake all night tonight, we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna edit. I'm gonna edit this. I don't there's not much to edit. It's pretty much you talking and me just celebrating you because you're amazing. I won't probably post this for a couple months just because the uh, you know, the holidays and I have other wonderful interviews coming up too. Hopefully you're enjoying those. I don't know if you've listened to all of them. I'm sure you have, maybe. Oh yeah. Absolutely. And no, that's that's totally cool. I mean, obviously whenever, but um yeah, you know, and keep me posted because like I said, I'm more than happy to come back and, and do some more. Yes. And keep the photos coming because every time I see like every time I see a guest photo and I'm just like, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Like, like, fuck like, fuck you. Like it's like it's bad because I'm just like <laughs> A lot of you bitches are pretty and like, you know, it's, it's about celebrating each other and like honoring, but you know, there's a little bit of cattiness in there too, where I'm like, Ugh, you fucking bitch. Fuck you. Oh, I, listen, I totally understand. I see, I, I follow almost as many people as I guess follow me and it's, I just watch all of them and I'm just like, oh my God, your legs, your, so your hair, your, so <laughs> everything is so pretty. Um, and you're gorgeous too. So like, don't sell yourself over there. Yeah, whatever, bitch. Fuck you. You're hot. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> All right, girl. Well, have a good night. I will message you, email you. I'll message me if you have any questions or I'm always free. I'm not doing anything. You see how quick I respond to your DMs. I'm like, hey, girl. Hey, hey. <laughs> you're like, Jesus, can you breathe, Giselle? And I'm like, no, no, I'm going to respond to you immediately because I have no life. So. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. No, that's too funny. I'm I'm the same way, so <laughs> well you're amazing girl. Keep your fucking pretty ass pictures up. You're gorgeous. Uh, I love you. Um yeah, message me if you need anything. Anything at all. I'm here. I will. Thanks, girl. And finally, the miscellany. Yes! And that's the conclusion of my Curios convo with Kelly Mason, where you, the Cross Yas listener, learned about where Kelly gained her confidence in going out. We also talked makeup, purging, and TV shows we watched growing up as kids with relation to cross-dressing. I really enjoyed my convo with Kelly just because she just seemed really in tune with herself. She knew what Kelly was all about, and she not only enjoys being Kelly, but she really embraces that side of her. And it's something that I still struggle with at times with Giselle. So shout out to you, Kelly. Just go on with your bad bitch self. I hope you found this entire conversation I had with Kelly as entertaining as I did. And again, if you have your own story and are willing to share it with me and maybe even the podcast, let me know. Because if Kelly Mason's story helped you in any way, shape, or form, imagine what your own story could do for other people. But that's all for this episode. I'll be back tomorrow with our Valentine's Day episode where Kirsten and I talk about our wedding drama. I'll have another Curious conversation episode up two Saturdays from now. What day is that? What's that, the 27th? Where I'll have Amanda, a fat patter, which is yet another fun conversation that will uh, clarify some misconceptions. You might have heard about that world with uh, fat padding. Maybe you haven't, but well, that conversation will be quite different than what you'll expect, but you'll love it. I guarantee it, or at least, you know, you'll find it interesting. So stay tuned for that. Anyways, thanks for listening. Still a question of the month for February. Who was your first crush and why? Reach out to me on Discord or Instagram at Podcast, and I'll post people's answers by the end of the month or maybe the beginning of next month. We'll see. That's it, though. I love you so much. Thanks for your support, Yas listener. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with me listening to my episodes and my podcast. So I appreciate it. But until next time, and really tomorrow, keep it fresh, stay blessed, and remember, you're gorgeous. Again, guys, I'm not here to diagnose or treat anything. I'm just here to share my story. Have others come on the podcast to share their story to help you learn about the world of cross-dressing, sexuality, and gender a bit more.